This is Soul to Soul, the show with Nessie. Sup Soul fam, is Nessie here, back with another episode of Soul to Soul, the show where I talk about my life from the perspective of a black British woman living in South Korea. How's everyone doing? I'm sorry, this is a late recording and late going out because it's just been really mental. Um, For the most part, because, as some of you may know if you follow me on social media, I have been into UK. I have been back to the UK for one week and it was so needed and 100% necessary. And let me explain why. For so since I've been coming since I've been living here, I've always gone back to the UK for a short amount of time, whether it's a week or so, just to recharge with my family for like once a year. But since COVID hit, I hadn't been able to go back. So the last time I actually went back to the UK was about, I can't remember, September or October. I think it was October, like early October 2019. Whenever the Chuseok holiday was in 2019, because I spent about a week and a half out there, that was the last time I was able to go back home. And since COVID hit, I haven't been able to go back and experience that time with my family. So it was was hard. And I kept like waiting and waiting for the opportunity. And also because South Korea has been so strict with everything as well. When you originally like back in uh, 2020, 2021, if you were flying back from any foreign country, you would have had to have a two week quarantine for them to check that everything is okay or if you got the virus you had to quarantine for two weeks anyway back then and at the time especially with my work and working in private academies you would experience this you don't get two weeks worth of time to quarantine you barely get two weeks worth of vacation working at an academy anyway my previous academy like we got 10 days but two of those days we had to utilize uh for the summer vacation and i say that in quotation marks that the academy used and in the eight days i can use wherever but in my current academy it runs via like how most academies run where you have to take the summer vacation and the winter vacation so The original plan was, and I mentioned this before, the original plan was, once I started, I was going to surprise my family with a trip to the UK for Christmas. I I was literally going to appear on their doorstep on Christmas Day and be like, surprise, I'm here. I'll fly out. I wouldn't say anything. I'll just go. And then that would be my journey. But alas, literally like three weeks or two weeks before... um, before I was due to fly, because the cases ramped up again via Omicron over here in Korea and around the world, they started back up the one week quarantine period for people who were uh, flying back into, I think, no, it was two weeks who were flying back into Korea. So I had to like nix those plans. I was really upset, but I didn't say anything to my family because they didn't know that was the plan anyway. But I, I just said like, okay, 
give me a, a flight voucher. Let me get the voucher and um, go another time so I can save up the money. But that worked out anyway, because unfortunately, uh, during the Christmas period, all of my family members got COVID, every single one of them. So I, I, I would have been stuck at home or somewhere else anyway, not being able to see them. And then my good friend, Tammy, and her now husband, uh, Raf also got uh, COVID and their respective families got COVID. So I wouldn't have been able to see anyone for that week. So it would have been a, a wasted journey. So I'm, I'm a strong believer of things happen for a reason. The Lord creates situations for, for, for a purpose. And I do believe that I wasn't meant to go at that time purely because of this situation. Like I wouldn't have known. So it worked out well for me in the end. And then the second benefit of it was that I was able to sort out a visit for my mother for her 70th birthday. So my mother's 70th birthday is just gone. It was the previous Monday. But she wanted to have a celebration with all her children there. And obviously I've missed every single birthdays, every single birthday of her and pretty much all of my family. Uh, since I've been living in Korea, because all of our birthdays are pretty much in the first half of the uh, first half of the year, apart from my mum. My mum's the last birthday. Her birthday's in August, but all the rest of us all have our birthdays within the first four months of the year. My brother's in January. My father and my sister are one week apart from each other in March, and my birthday is ten days after my father's in April. So we all have our birthdays quite close to each other. And it's my mum who's like quite quite far away. But then when I would come back, I would come back in the autumn time. So I wouldn't be near any of my family's members' birthdays. So I missed my I missed my brother's 40th birthday. I missed my father's 80th birthday. But I really wanted to be there for my mother's 70th because she made a big deal about it. Ever since I moved, she was like, I really want you there for my 70th. I want my family to be there. And it was just a good chance for me to go home and see my family. So I booked up the Friday night, the Friday night that I was due to go. Like I finished work. I came straight home. I checked my time it was actually quite late it was later on I thought it was 12 30 that my flight was actually because it normally is about 12 30 but it was 1 30 in, in the morning so I, I was able to, to kill some time and so I had a shower had a last minute check of all my stuff and then I dragged uh dragged my suitcase to the airport via a taxi got there checked in called my mom said look I'm at the airport all is well I'm just going to be waiting around now and seeing what's going to happen and I, I booked Qatar because I always book Qatar. Well, whenever the opportunity is given to me, I book Qatar because it has the widest space. It's the most convenient. And it's the I, I love stopping over at Doha Airport because there's a lot to do there. It's a really nice airport to check out for a few hours. Nice relaxing chairs. Um, and it has the best airplane food, in my opinion. I, I really enjoy I, I've flown several airlines in my lifetime. But Qatar's food is like second to none. And they use metal cutlery in economy. Like that's basically that standard. They have the best entertainment, all of that. Really, really, really well done. So we got on the plane one thirty. We didn't take off until 2.30 because they were having issues, I think, with the aircon. Like I kept hearing like they'll they try and turn it on, but it wasn't turning on. So they got the engineers on and it took about 45 minutes for them to sort out. 
And I wasn't worried because I've taken a flight where the electricity wasn't working on the plane. And that was a Malaysia Airlines flight. Now, you could imagine because of what previously happened with Malaysia Airlines, I was freaked out. But you know what? A six-hour flight in darkness, I don't care. I, I, I just, you know, willed myself to sleep, even though I don't really sleep that well on on flights and stuff. But I, we, we took off an hour late, but it wasn't affecting me too much because um, my transfer time was about two and a bit hours or three hours. I can't remember. But we landed, we got there. So even though I was li- we was a little bit late, we actually made up some time. It was meant to be a nine-hour flight, but we got there in about eight hours. So it was totally fine. We got there, stopped off, messaged my family, got back on, tried to use their service, paid for internet. It's not that great. It really wasn't, but I was able to entertain myself with some films. I saw the Lady Gaga film about Gucci. Uh, I saw what I saw one night in Soho, which was very weird, but weird in an entertaining way. And what else did I watch? I watched something else, but I can't remember. And I, I kept for a few hours on the second flight. So landed in Heathrow, Heathrow Terminal Four. And I was like, you know what? Finally here, <laughs> Sod's Law. Get on, uh, get through to the baggage exchange. Like, didn't have to show anything. Like, I spent li- literal, like, days worrying about whether I need to print off my um, my proof of vaccination and everything. And I didn't need to do a dicky bird landing in, in the UK. I think also because I had a British passport, like, they didn't check because I was British. But it's like, yeah, but I haven't been back in this country for a couple of years. So. But, yeah, I went through the gates. It was all sorted. Um, and I went through... I saw my brother and I sobbed because like he was the first family member that I'd seen in over two years and I just like sobbed in his arms. And then after like, he comforted me for a couple of minutes, he was like, Vanessa, I'm sorry, I have bad news. And I was like, Alex, don't tell me, don't tell me. <laughs> he said the Elizabeth line wasn't working. Now, when I tell you how angry I was, because right, for those of you who don't know, the Crossrail and the Elizabeth line was that is the major new a train line that's running through London, and it's it's been it's been half of my lifetime being built and being prepared and all of that. Like I remember when it started, like this whole process. Uh, and the benefit of it is meant to be like a one straight line all the way from West London to East London, where I live, and it would make the process of me getting home via Heathrow uh, Heathrow Airport a lot more easier because it's just one train, as opposed to multiple trains. But he said for that weekend, that normally they close it at the moment, so as at the time of this recording, normally they close the Elizabeth line to do testing on a Sunday to get it ready, because at the moment it stops at Paddington on both sides. But then they're trying to uh, combine the two lines so it can go all the way from Heathrow or from Reading all the way to like Romford and Abbey Wood on the other side because it's meant to be like one straight train. But they started to do some testings as well on the Saturdays. And it turns out the one Saturday that I came back and that I landed was the one Saturday that they were going to test on. So we had to take the mashup Piccadilly line back to all the way back to ends. And I was so annoyed because I was like, I didn't want to take this train. 
I didn't want to take this train and struggle my butt to go all the way home, like dragging myself on the Piccadilly line and then getting on the extremely noisy and extremely terrible Jubilee line as well with no space to sit down, no nothing. It's just old, crusticated. Uh, it was hot. It was just horrible. And it's just so slow. Like, it takes about an hour and a half, whereas taking the one Elizabeth line would take 45 minutes to get home. I was like, you know what? Let me just do... This is going to be the last time. This is the absolute last time I need to take this unnecessary journey to go back all the way home. So, you know, let me just mourn and grieve for that time, but I'll be able to take the Elizabeth line for the rest of the trip. Anyways, it's all good. And when when we finally got home... (laughs) As I was ringing the bell, I can hear my sister go, right, uh, hold on, hold on, because she, she came back. To, to, she came from her home in uh, northeast London to come and say to come and say hello. So she she put on music and she was dancing. Uh, mum was the first one. And, and I think mum was just so relieved. Like, you can see the stress melt away when I was in her arms. And she was just so happy. And it it, it kind of gets me, actually, because... I know this entire time she's just been worried, worried, sick. And the anxiety gets, it hits harder when the time gets closer, isn't it? But the excitement and the nervousness is just a lot more. So even when I was on the plane, I was just like sitting there going, oh my goodness, okay, 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 okay. We're almost there. And I was counting down the hours, even landed at Heathrow. Like for once it wasn't turbulent. and, And I just felt like, Wow, I'm finally here. This this is London. I'm seeing the London like landscapes as I fly when you fly over fly over to Heathrow Airport, you see London as you land. It's not like Incheon or flying over at um in, into Tokyo. Like you don't see the cities. But when you fly into Heathrow, because London's like right in the center and Heathrow is all the way in West London, you see the city. So just seeing home again, it just moved me. So I was able to, you know, have a jam with the family. Uh, gave my dad a hug. Uh, the cat ran away from me, little Shalom. And I was like, you stush cat. I've named you. I'm the one that's named you. Why are you riding away and hide? She ran away and hid the entire time I was there. I was so annoyed. And I think it's because they didn't really acclimatize her to people that much. So she knows who she knows. But she doesn't really like getting going around and being near people that she doesn't know. I was like, okay, whatever. But towards the end, she started warming to me. Like she would, she would sit at the foot, uh, at the foot of my bed, just like watching me asleep or sleep there. And then she started like playing with me, or like sniffing my face. She allowed me to pet me, allowed me to pet her on the very last day, and give her a kiss. Oh, she, she, she's the softest thing. And I was so glad that I wasn't allergic to her because that was my main worry. Like going back home, that I'll be allergic because I am allergic to cats, but I'm more allergic to dark, like darker fur cats and she's like white with like brown and orange spots so i think because she's so light in her in her fur and her color she it was okay but my goodness she produces a lot of fur like everything was just covered in cat hair and i have to like wash everything to make sure i have nothing else there's no cat hair stuff i'm sure even in the washing machine when i asked my mom to wash my dress there's just cat hair there so Anyway, but it was nice to go back. I saw my good friend Tammy and Raf. We were like we hung out in in, in Stratford. 
uh, we went out uh, shopping and, and then that's when we experienced the, the Elizabeth line. I'm like, mate, mate, the fact that we can go into central London on one train in 15 minutes. Y'all don't understand, yeah? Like, the East was always awkward. You can get into you can get into Central for e from East, yeah? But to get into Central, you had to kind of take the slow trains. Like, we had to take the DLR to go all the way back. And then you, you go up, you go round, or you're stopping off, like, below the river and you're coming back up the river. Like, I remember the good old days when the the only train we used to have was the district line and you had to get a bus all the way to Plasto to get a train. But then, then a Jubilee line opened in, in uh, uh, 1999 and then everything changed. And now this line is opening up again. And like we, we went straight to Tottenham Court Road and it was so simple. And I'm like, could you imagine, could you imagine if I had this train when I was working in Tottenham Court Road? Like I had to leave to get to work on time and my work was literally right next to the office actually i would have to leave my house just before eight o'clock to be able to get to work by nine o'clock and even then like i had to decide which way i was going because both were slow and awkward but one was less slow and less awkward than the other depending on the day if there was if there was like problems or not but my goodness, it was an an absolute game changer. London's still the same though. Like no matter how many nice buildings you put up in the area, London is still the same. It's still, you know, crusticated and still awkward. But at the same time, it was nice to have that feeling of familiarity to be going around and and seeing people of different creeds and colours and you know seen the, the fashion, the variant of fashion. I, I don't think I've ever ex- appreciated London fashion in the summertime more so than I did at that time, just because of the fact that everyone's pretty much the same and all covered up in Korea in the summertime. Although people start to show off their, their arms a lot more now with string vests and stuff. Like, yeah, you know, let, let your body free be free. And then also, and this is going to be really controversial, but it was nice to go around without a mask on. Like for the first time in two years. Like I was still careful. I've always been careful, to be honest. I, I don't like, you know, being around people. And and like if I wasn't feeling well, then I would take medicine straight away. When I was back living back in London. And my mum was making me drink all of these uh, Grenadian bush teas and stuff. And I, I was taking... Um, uh, like menthol inhalation, like every night after I go out, just to kill out anything. But it was just nice to walk around and see people's faces and be able to wear a full face of makeup and not worry too much. I mean, still be cautious and not go out like like being an art or an, a complete idiot, but still, but not worry as much, especially when you're outdoors with masks and just having my ears free for a week was just really nice and. Uh, it, it it was just a fantastic time just to be around, and I, and I came back and I tested negative, so I was all right. I'm still all right, but it was it, that that was just a nice feeling, and I, and I think also the the nice thing to experience was just being around my family, 
and being able to jam, being able to joke about things, being able to have conversations like in person, like chatting to my mum, helping her, chatting to my dad, catching up about things. Uh, we went, me and my sister went out to a restaurant called Fafa's, which was like really nice because when I was younger, I used to call her Fafa. So I, we just had this little like sisterly bond moment together. And me and my brother were just conversing about stuff. Um, and, and and all of that, just 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 having nice times, re- reconnecting with my my half sister as well, meeting her her youngest son who I've I've never met before. I met her oldest one, but that's when he was a baby, and meeting her her youngest one. He was so beautiful and so cute, and like he bonded with me straight away. He was like asking me for like a cake and stuff when we was at my mom's party, and my mom's party was really nice. If you're on social media, I've I've shared that videos and and pictures of my mom's party and stuff. I'm going to be sharing more as well, but all the all the family wore blue because my mom loves blue and I get my love of the color blue from her and everyone else had to be wearing white. Tammy and Raph was invited. We have uh, family members on my dad's side. Unfortunately, none of my mom's family could come because they were all in the, in the States, but they mentioned that they all want to reconnect because like all her sisters are really close together and they're very close in age as well. Like the next one down is only two years younger than my mom. So it was it was really nice to celebrate 70 years worth of life for this woman. This woman who's inspired me and motivated me to come to Korea. And like I, I, I always said, when people ask me why, how, how was you able to do this? I said, look, my mother came to the UK from a very small island. That's not even the same size as the city that we live in. She moved from at, at the age of 19 with only two suitcases and she came she landed in the middle of january where it was snowing she had never seen snow in her entire life and she was able to build up a life for herself and have three children and and have a house and have her health and have money and be be all right in herself and she was able to do that at a time when technology was not prevalent the way that it is now and the opportunities wasn't as prevalent as it is now how can i go and be like, I can't do this, when she was able to do that as a teenager. I moved countries when I was 27. She was 19. I had no excuse. It's like, I I was 27 with the ability and the technology to be able to call and speak to her, not only just by my, my mobile phone, wherever I want, but also to video call her. My parents, like, my my mum could only call my 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 grandparents a few every so often like every few weeks or so there was a village phone they didn't even have their own telephone they had a village phone this is a country that didn't really have traffic lights until about 20 years ago like proper traffic traffic lights so i can't what can i say do you know what i mean like i i i can't i can't not do this and i can't not try my best at this so anyway, yeah, the trip was short though. Like I landed on Saturday, I had to take off first thing on Saturday again. Like it never really hit me how much I was gonna miss them until I like I was just sobbing to myself on the plane, and I always do when I leave my mom. Like just thinking about leaving her behind really hurts. Like my family's bad enough, but leaving my mom behind is really hard. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Don't be dumb. Because you're gonna see her again in five in four months, and I I am coming back for Christmas, and it's gonna be the first Christmas that I'll have with my family in six years, and 
it'll be nice. I never had that opportunity to do so because I was always working over the time. But because, again, the work that I do now has a guaranteed Christmas vacation, so I will be going to the UK. I just need to see prices and stuff for flights. Um, so that will be that. <laughs> it would be nice to go home and actually spend Christmas. My, my, my family are excited because it's like that means that they, if they'll be able to experience my cooking again and that that's what made my dad happy as well my my dad doesn't really eat that much because bless him he's 83 um so he doesn't have that much of an appetite but he said the fact that i was cooking a full english for him he was he was just happy to experience my cooking again it's like you, you these it's these little things you know it's these little things that you take for granted when you go away for some time but when you reconnect even some people say but two years three years it's not much but it is for my family because we we have always been together we've always been around together so even when my sister moved out and she got married it she's still like around the corner she's, she's a few bus stops away for me to be thousands of miles away that's hard that's hard for all of us but you know being back there and just having just having all of us there like everyone was so su superly grateful and stuff. It was, it was a wonderful time. So, flying back. Oh, another thing, actually, before before I end this, I don't know how and why people would choose British Airways for any sort of reason. Like, if it was something because it was cheap, yes. But oh my gosh, I hate British Airways so much. The the the, the two times recently that I've used them, I've not enjoyed them. The first time I used them, I can't remember. I thought it was when I went to New York, I, I don't remember the quality. The second time, I remember I was 14 years old or 13 years old, and I went by myself to New York to see to, to have three weeks with my family. And I, again, I don't remember much, but I remember they looked after me well because I was flying by myself. Me and this other girl who was six years old was flying to New York. So they took care of us because we were solo flyers. But I, I don't remember much of that flight. I remember going there, but I don't remember coming back. But when I flew to New York last time, that was a mess. Even though like, I remember laughing because they we they had plastic forks in the car. I was bumped up to economy plus. I say that in quotation marks because they shifted me around three times. So they bumped me up to economy plus with slightly wider seats, and I was a bit sat next to this big lady who was really peed off because. I got bumped up for free, but she must have paid extra for the economy plus. It was like, to be honest, the only difference is is that you get wider seats and you get uh metal cutlery sort of plastic ones like they, they used in the economy. But this time around, economy uses wood. Now try and imagine eat trying to eat soup with a wooden spoon. And they serve food late food late as well. Like I was all the way at the back of the plane. And it took them probably about an hour to fully serve the plane. And at that point, all the choices are gone. There were only vegetable stuff, vegetarian stuff. And I, another woman threw a hissy feet, but I was like polite about it. I was like, look, mate, I get like situations happen, but at the same time, will you be starting the, the food service at the back of the plane this time? Because if this was happening again, I won't be happy. And I said, I don't, and I don't, what you've provided is like mostly cheese based i can't eat this i don't want to eat this i want to have a choice you know because this is a long journey so because i kind of like w was was friendly but firm about the fact that i wasn't happy 
I didn't have a choice. They came to me and this other one specifically is like, okay, which lunch thing do you want to have? It's like just just a piddly little roll anyway. Like a little sausage roll. And I was like, okay, give me the chicken one. If this is all you're gonna give me, then make sure that you give me the chicken one. But yeah, and the the, the set the lunch service, like they only started picking up people's plates like twenty about twenty to thirty minutes before we was gonna land in Doha. So and don't get me started about the fiasco of how they sent me to the wrong terminal because they uh no, do you know what I'm not gonna go there. I'm just gonna talk about the trip and how I enjoyed the trip and I'm back, I'm back in Korea, so let's see where how things go. Uh, this coming weekend, I'm going to go to a, another concert at Kang Daniel. So I'm going to tell you how that goes. and It's going to be a very interesting one, I think. I'm going to make a little video about it. But that's the end of this episode. It's a long one, and it's coming out a bit late, but I hope you enjoy it anyway. Thank you so much for checking out this video. Um, this video? Well, I'm almost about this episode. I'm tired. It's like coming up, into, coming up to 10 o'clock. Uh, as always, if you find this interesting and you want to uh, continue uh, further conversations, or just want to check out more of my more stories about my trip home, you're free to, free to follow me on any of my social medias. I am at Soul Nessie on Instagram and on Twitter, and I'm Soul to Soul on YouTube and on Facebook. Thank you so much, guys. It has been amazing. And as always, I will catch you on the flip side. Bye, Soul Fam. Slaters. And if you liked that episode of Soul to Soul, why not subscribe and follow this podcast on whatever streaming service you were using to listen. I'll see you in the next episode. Slaters.